Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. episode 412 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome. In this episode, I chat to Sandra Fogeli and Jacob Lingard Olsen of TriHeart Studio about the design and development of their mini-golf puzzle game, Dolphy, which is published by the Yogscast. Yeah, they've come on a bit, haven't they? Once a, a mere commentary on World of Warcraft on YouTube, and now video game publishers. Who knew? Anyway, that aside, Golfy, what's that about? Well, Golfy is a rather neatly put together, compactly designed, or designed to be compact, probably that, puzzle game where you hit a golf ball at various degrees of power and angle. And it bounces off other things and interacts with other things to get into a hole in a kind of a, you know, a mini golf kind of thing where you go through windmills and all sorts of silly nonsense. And silly nonsense is what golfy is all about. It's just celebrating the nonsense that is mini golf, really. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's some really fantastic mini golf games, and this is one of them. We delve into the intricacies of which there are of designing puzzles around somewhat, shall we say, skill-based systems. So you you know how to solve the puzzle, but you need to have enough dexterity and skill, so to speak, to, to actually complete the action. And this can be frustrating, and we talk about how we balance that in a game like golfing. So... Without further ado, let's listen to me talk to Sandra and Jacob about this rather interesting and very entertaining game. Chris, from the relatively recent past, take it away. Jacob and Sandra. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> Starting from Jacob, who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm Jacob. I'm uh, one part of uh, Tryhard Studio, which is a Danish... Uh, video game development company uh indie game dev um uh, and i'm kind of like the main or the development lead you might say but really we're a tiny studio so for for the most part that just meant he do the know, programming yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> make the stuff work okay, um, make it go make it go yeah yeah and what about you sandra what's what's your role in all of this shenanigans yes well i kind of have many hats on, if you can say it like that, I do at the moment. I do a lot of level design. In the start, I did a lot of art, but then we got a freelance artist there, so that artist, so that's really nice. 
Um, and also both of us, we do game design and discussions and, you know, about the cards and the deck and, uh, you know, how the game should change. And then I also do some uh, testing as well. You know, when uh, Jacob have programmed something, is it even working or do we have to look it through sometimes more, you know? <laughs> and then all the business stuff like, uh, you know, the boring stuff like bills and, you know, paying that stuff. <laughs> so a bit all around. Yeah, no, it's a lot. It's a common response, but you know these questions are all the same for every guest on this show, and we can't have <laughs> everything from a studio head to a large corporation. Believe me, we've had those through to like yourselves, or indeed one person going, "I do all of the things." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I even sometimes have to empty the trash. That's that's what I do. <laughs> all right, okay. So, My own in. Making coffee for myself. Making coffee for oneself. I was going to do the coffee thing, but you know, I'm more of a tea drinker, so I uh, only okay. drink coffee when I'm trying to stay awake because tea has weird caffeine. I call it weird. It's there, but it's just very different. Anyway, um, so this is for both of you. How did you make your start making video games? So, um, it, it, I think for both of us, it started in university, actually. I, I tried to make games before university. Nice. Uh, I, I started doing a tower defense game, doing art to it and stuff nice. like that. But yeah, we, we really started, you know, at the university, I would say. Yeah, that, that's also where we met. Um, and we had a, yeah, we had a, you know, purpose game production where we had to make a game about environment at the university, of course. And we were like 30 people. And there we met. I did a lot of 3D and texturing, and Jacob did music and sound and some sound programming and stuff. Yeah, and that ended up being possibly one of the worst games of all time. It's, <laughs> it's a bunch of aspiring uh, game developers, some more than other, uh, slapped 30 of them together. No one knows what they're doing. And I mean, you get a result. It uh, was horrible. <laughs> the game was horrible. <laughs> But, but we had a fun time doing it. Yeah, that's what matters, right? Thirty <laughs> people. Wow. Yeah, that's that's... That, that's that's way larger than than our game studio is now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think now we know kind of what we're doing, but back then it was just, yeah. I, I still remember the first build. Every separate department was really proud of their thing, and then you see it all slapped together in a way. And that you're like, said, that's not what I made. That was very. Uh, <laughs> But, but yeah, then we went I mean, on to the masters, did small game projects and stuff like that. Actually, we made a game where we had a guy from Lego, you know, uh, mm. Lego. Yeah, they, they come by. He was uh, a sensor for the exam. And he was like, oh, you should uh, put your game on Steam and stuff like that. And we were like, no, nah, it's not good enough. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, we did games. And after the university, we both got uh, jobs working with games as well. Yeah around different parts of the Danish game industry. Um, and then, you know, at some point we just were like, I mean, this is all good and great and all, but we really wanted to to run our own studio and work on, on our our favorite games. Um, That's true, yeah. That's a very short way to say it, yeah. yeah. So, you but, studied game, so you definitely studied game design at university then? It sounds like well, you... Yeah, kind of. Kind of. It, 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 it was, uh, you know, the, the, the study was called Mediology. Media oh. technology. 
Yeah. So, so also like, a reproduction, yeah. you know, films, also programming. So also games is kind of included under that, but right. I mean, you you really have to kind of you know take the torch yourself and and be like, okay, this is the part that I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. And that's also like how I started at all. I mean, I came into that study because they advertised something about music. I was like, at that point, I was doing a what do you call it like sound engineering and i was really into music and i was like okay i'll take that and then i just accidentally really fell in love with programming and making games so uh so yeah and you know from then you kind of twist the the study to go in your direction you know to follow your your biggest uh, uh you know the the things that draws you in the most and for us that was games really and the act of creating them and in seeing them yeah. To sort of look grow or indeed not and that's fine yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that later so when you go got an idea yeah let's not go anywhere i know but we started didn't we yeah but you never <laughs> quite reached its mature level of maturity where it can grow i mean that's the we've had our last guest actually we spoke about that at length of how you lots of ideas and it's the one it's not so much when you get to the end it's yeah. when you've reached its middle yeah that's the important because <laughs> the end is like well it's going to write itself if I've yeah. got to the middle, we've invested enough time and effort going, this is a real thing. This is something that's worthy of people's attention and my time because I'm still at it and it's in the middle now. And it's, yeah. you know, you've, you've got to the point where you've almost, almost designed the UI, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> you thought about designing the UI. At that point, you go, oh, okay, maybe, maybe you know, we, we get to a point where you go, maybe we just have the executable, have an executable rather than, Having someone create, compile it, and then, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then run it, and then maybe you know. So that's that's really the magical moment of games, isn't it? And clearly, golfy is there. Beyond that, still yeah. some yeah, times to go, so. but it's it's definitely past its middle phase. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, okay, good stuff. Well, as a creator of things, which you are. Uh, and you've been doing this for quite some time now, sounds like, because when you're in study and stuff, and now you're doing it for a living. Um, what do you be? What do you believe are your biggest influences? Um, for me, I'm really uh, that kind of ties in a bit to golfy as well. But without getting too specific about that yet, I'm really influenced by. Mm, the indie scene is too general, but but people like Derek Yu who um, I look up to a lot. Uh, he, I mean, just independent developers, you know, following their hearts and dreams, kind of doing the thing that they love. It's very cliche, but it's uh, really an inspiration to me. And uh, I've always been the type that's really, I'm, I'm, I often have a difficult time really dedicating myself to stuff that I don't care for and that I'm not passionate about. So really, my my biggest influences are people that actually do that. They they follow their dreams and they make awesome stuff. Even if it doesn't work out the first couple of times, then you know, if you keep spending time with something that you love, then even failure is not really a failure. It's just you know part of the journey in some way. Hmm. I mean, when you ask me what my biggest influences is, I kind of look at previous games I've been playing, like right. you know. I don't even know when it started. I started playing World of Warcraft, I don't know, 15 years ago. And I don't know, The Sims and all these kind of games. And I don't know, there's just so much positivity and so creative world opportunities. I don't know, you know, it's like, you know, 
the, the worlds you can create through games is just so amazing. So uh, I think that's kind of more my influence. It's like more the games themselves, if it makes sense. The universes that are created, right? Yeah, the mere act of creating another world yeah. Yeah. and then trying to replicate that and introduce that to and get to a point where people can become so embedded that they get very passionate about it, sometimes for, for ill, a lot of times for good. But you know what I mean. Uh, you cite World of Warcraft, again, just to remind everyone, that's not 10 years old, nor is it five years old. It is indeed coming up close to 17, approaching 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> It's quite amazing. And I played it back in Vanilla, I remember. And, you know, it was just so amazing. And there's yeah. been so many games, I mean, like, I love since then, right? So, mm, uh, yeah. but also I, for and, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's one of the reasons I like sort of science fiction or high fantasy books and stuff like that. I just love the idea of someone's created a world and attempted, attempted to recreate, to describe it and make sure that it's fleshed out and consistent and makes sense and that kind of thing. A lot of them falter and fail. We've all read bad books. I mean, this book <laughs> I read recently, someone recommended to me and I said, did you like it? No. And unfortunately <laughs> had to go into this whole diatribe as to, as to why there is all these problems with it. And then their response was, well, it was written in the 80s. I said, I don't care. <laughs> but it was written last week or the 80s. It's just here's these inconsistencies. However, I gave them credit for trying. You know? <laughs> yeah. they, they tried to make... I mean, people write these books. It's very successful. But it sounds a bit negative to me. But I do like... Getting back to your point, though, the act of creating a universe and having a go, and sometimes they get it really, really right. Um, and sometimes they get it wrong initially, but then things turn. No Man's Sky being an excellent example. You know, yeah. they had, a, had a really good idea, but unfortunately the execution wasn't quite there yet. And here we are five, six, seven years later, sometime like that. And it's now a very different experience for, yeah. for, for, for the better. The but I don't. I still actually like No Man's Sky when yeah. it came out. I just like it was really meditative when you were yeah. moving around in the star system, and I just really like you know this uh, light uh, like, shader beam they had made, yes. right? So, I also think you weren't really influenced by the expectations expectations around the game. Yeah, well, I had zero expectations. I think yeah. that's the source of frustration for so many people is they expected all these things that weren't in the game. Yeah, but if took the game for what it was at that point so without good. any outside influence i guess it was all right for some i mean yeah, i think yeah. it wouldn't have been my type of game but uh, no no yeah but i do cite that as a good example but no it's a wonderful answer sandra thank you very much um because most guests actually sort of i don't know universe <laughs> that, that's what you're inspired by my dog we've had that one my dog He's our dog. okay so that's fine so next question uh, I think you've answered this a little bit, Jacob, already, but maybe you could expand yeah. a little bit. But what the video game developer did admire most and why? It can be more than one. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So uh, obviously, uh, I, I really... There, there are a few people around Twitter that, that I follow very closely. Well, mm -hmm. not closely, but, you know, that I really enjoy whenever they post something. Um, one of my favorites is a guy called... Jacob Wahl yes. Wahlberg or Jakob Wahlberg or however it's pronounced. I think he's Swedish. Right. Uh, not completely sure. But anyway, this guy just, he just uh, knows juice. He knows game juice. And he's working on a game called Go Mecha Ball, which just looks absolutely fantastic. And it just seems like 
he's the type who shares a lot of prototypes uh, that all look very interesting and look very fun, even though they are extremely basic when when he shows them off. But but that's also like some of the magic that is so simple, but it works so right. So that's uh, I really admire his ability to just like get get the juice out of uh, whatever he puts his hands on. Uh, that's really really cool. Cool. What about uh, you, Sandra? Anyone you point to and say, please continue what you're doing? Mm. I'm not uh, so good at following persons. <laughs> the, the, the studios is fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's uh, mostly, I mean, like, I think I have a lot of the same inspirations as Jacob has as well, mm. because mm. when he puts something on, you know, also it could be YouTube or something like that. It's, you know, we kind of watch it together, right? Um. And yeah, I think there is, yeah, as you say, it could be studios as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I know you spend so much time in Stadio Valley, which yeah. is That's true. concerned a right? That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's really, really nice. And he's really good at putting update out too, right? Well, actually, that's a good uh, aspiration. I mean, like, he's a really, really nice game developer. As long as he don't sell Stadio Valley to Minecraft, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, like to Microsoft. Microsoft, yeah. <laughs> Minecraft, <laughs> It's possible, but there's no, you know, I don't yeah. think he's going to do a, you know, a, a Minecraft job on that one. I'm not going to mention, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to mention the fellow's name. I mean, yes, he was very, unfortunately, he lost his way quite severely, but mm. uh, not the creator of Stardew Valley. No, there's, anyway, <laughs> but um, no, it's a good, it's a good, good, good shout. I'm trying to remember who did it. Um, but um, we can look it up afterwards, it's fine. Um, but uh, no, that's a good response. So, here we are. Last question of the first half. Here we are. Um, what are you playing right now? I uh, at, at this very moment, you said Fall Guys. I do play Fall Guys because it just came up on Epic, yeah, but yeah. at this very moment, like yesterday, I played Raft, right. Uh, and that's like, I think it's very nice. It's like Valheim. You have this, um, you know, surviving crafting, and it's just really relaxing to play, I think. Raw. So, do not know uh, that one. You're like screaming uh, whenever the shark pops up. That's true. <laughs> Every five minutes or so. <laughs> wow. So you get attacked by sharks. Relaxing activities that also make you scream. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, to... I like action as well. You know, yeah. I tried uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah. And uh, it's fine, but it's kind of, I kind of say it gets too boring. Yes. Like, you know, I like also there's something, you know, frightening or exciting yeah. as well. And, yeah. Uh, Going back to yeah. the Minecraft thing where, you know, for me, when that first came out, that was all about not dying, not building <laughs> the best thing, but just building the fence in the vain hope that it would stop the creatures from smashing through it. It never did. <laughs> They always go through. Dirt house. Yeah. <laughs> you all been there. Yeah. Dirt house fence. That's my defense. Yeah. I choose three work. by three villa that just fits me, so yeah. I'm not exploded by creepers. So I'm not being killed. What about what yeah. about you, Jacob? What's distracting you at the moment? So I mean, right now I'm mostly playing golfy. Funnily enough, well, uh, <laughs> anything. Well, but outside from our own game. Uh, uh, my go-to game at the moment is uh, it's been that for a while it's Spelunky 2 right I really yes adore this game yeah um it's just so fantastic uh, and you know it has a lot of the elements that i love um 
uh, you can keep come back to it and and get better and better but you still fail a lot <laughs> in hilarious ways uh, and he's really bad at it i'm no, not very good just him dying all the time yeah, yeah well, it's design right? but it is part uh, of the design but there is a sense of gradual improvements yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, you you just pretty in a pretty tangible way you see that oh, now you got to world three, uh, and you used to not be able to even you know uh, exit from the cave. So what the first uh, world is called, right? So there, there's some tangible progress in that way, and also a lot in the terms of what you know about the game and and the secrets, right? Uh, yeah, that yeah. can really take you somewhere new. Uh, <laughs> But you're really mechanics driven with games, right? I mean, like you play a lot of Rocket League and are, I think yeah. you're a grandmaster, what do you call it? Master? Uh, I, uh, yeah, champion. Yeah, champion, sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> that, that's not even that good nowadays because people are just crazy at, at Rocket League. They, it, they introduced yeah. a new highest rank. So so now I'm even further from that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, he's really mechanical driven with games and also yeah we both like roguelikes right and uh, but i'm more like story driven and you know world build driven kind yeah, of yeah i get that so kind of yeah. you know I, I love witcher and skyrim and jacob is like i, I can't play that i mean like <laughs> you know, we're very different in in yeah, yeah. that kind of Right. I, I'm actually quite looking for Baldur's Gate 3. I'm hoping, well, I'm not going to touch it until it's finished. No offense to Golfie, but because <laughs> that is an early access, but this is a different, yeah. it's a diff- very different beast. But like, yeah, when yeah. it comes to an RPG, no, I'm just going to wait till it's done. Because the last yeah. thing I want to do, they come to a quest and then it's like, okay, come back when we're done. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. no, <laughs> just no. And I've always, yeah. I always loved the original Baldur's Gate games, you know, the, the Space Hamster and Minsk, and it's just so good. Uh, way, yeah. ahead of, yeah. way ahead of its time, way ahead of its time. And uh, to see uh, Baldur's Gate 3 slowly eking its way, uh, they'll get there in the end, but I'm, just, I'm patient. There's plenty of games. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I always I say to people, you know. Sorry? Years ago. I played the first one years yes, ago. Yeah. It's, I remember that being one of the best of its genre, you know, also influencing Never Never Winter Nights and these kind of games who came yeah. later on it. Yeah. I mean, like, it's been, uh, yeah, really good in, in that, uh, yeah. that. And it's wonderful you can still play those games thanks to good old games. It's got to be something. Yeah. We, we got a lot to ask, you know, a lot to thank DOSBox. Just saying. Thank yeah. <laughs> Without true. that, we'll be just, there'll be, yeah, yeah, anyway. <laughs> good. Right, show me age again. There it is. Um... But and again, all got a nice shout out to Four Guys, which is a ridiculous game, and it's a game I never get angry at losing at because it's Four Guys. And it's like, oh well, I'll fall yeah. off the edge. Oh well, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I started playing it with uh, a friends a bit. It is hilarious. Game. It's just, I... just, 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 you just let go. It's just so weird. There's, every other yeah. game you play, competitive game, you get wound up, and this one is like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You feel like a little chicken with sixty other chickens, right? Exactly, yeah. chickens. I find it like, somewhat uh... stressful because you know, not that I'm scared of crowds, but I hate the feeling of like you know when you're entering a really really packed metro or train or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How I feel when I'm playing Fall Guys, I'm like I, I try to go over there, try to jump, but I just keep like being stuck in these <laughs> this sausage barrel of other people. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's still fun though. I, I I don't know how they they do it. I mean, it's, it's clever, very clever. Yeah, it's I think, very nice. Yeah. I think it's a really 
funny thing, right? I love being hit and just flying it away <laughs> and I'm laughing so hard. Yeah, I used yeah. to play all these, uh, these very old, just, you know, games on Newgrounds that had ragdoll physics. Yeah. And that was really like, that was something else back then. That was just amazing. Just seeing some games were just how how far can you get this ragdoll to fly and fall downstairs <laughs> and stuff like that. And that's just inherently fun seeing ragdolls yeah. flop around and yeah. It's a, it's it's a, it definitely has its origins in Quop and yeah. uh, yeah. Quop. And, yeah, yeah uh, but Ma- yeah. mount your friends is another one. It's kind of like yeah, that was a bonkers game from almost twenty <laughs> years ago now. I keep reminding people it's a very long time ago. Um, but uh, like, like people saying, is Xbox 360 retro? Yes, I'm afraid it is. <laughs> it's like, PlayStation 3 really retro? Are Sony making them anymore? To the point yeah. where they're struggling to get it to work on a PS5. Yes, then it is. Yeah, <laughs> Let it go. Sure. Let it go. Anyway, so um, that's it for the first half. You made it. Yay. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Let's delve into part two where we are going to be um, slicing, there you go, into golfie. Hey! So, first question isn't really a question. It's more of a request. And I don't know how you're going to do this. But anyway, let's have a go. What is golfy? What is it? Golfy. Well, yeah. it's... Roguelike deck building mini golf. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> it sounds bonkers. Uh, but I promise you, it works. Uh, it, it is one of those ideas... That sounds so crazy that it just might work. Um, it is fun and crazy. So, so it's a roguelike mini golf deck builder uh, where you play through procedurally generated golf courses, and meanwhile you're collecting coins to buy things in the shops, and you're hitting crystals to give you new cards and new perks. And yeah, that's the deck building part. I mean, you start with a simple deck of some cards that you know add some more power to your shot, or you know make you love it a bit. But, uh, but the funny part is the cards you unlock on the way, right? Then when you get a jetpack, you can just fly up and or you get a emergency parachute. So if you jump way too far up, you can always slowly decrease, right? And um, <clears throat> it's 
it pastes so you can, you know, stick onto all different surfaces, you know, and take the next next shot from at the top of a tree or on the wall. And yeah, yeah you know. So it's basically, it's, it's a mini golf game, but it's not, you know, it's not very true mini golf game. It's a mini golf <laughs> game with a lot of fun abilities and, and things you can do that you don't normally do in golf games. Uh, so it doesn't take itself very seriously in that respect. Uh, and we really try to provide a kind of new experience with these, uh, you know, what do you say, the, the, these these features that really complement each other, uh, even though they are usually found in quite uh, different branches of, of, of uh, game genres. They, they, we really think we have something that kind of works uh, in, in a new and interesting way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's certainly, yeah, those cards, I mean, we're going to talk about those later on but um <clears throat> i think they do add some different tactics if you say <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> i don't just have to hit it i can just get him to fly a bit and then i'll just then eventually hover over the hole and drop hopefully hitting the hole who knows yeah. <laughs> um, i think the most devastating one is the when you turn into a grenade and you just fire and it explodes and it's just like <laughs> flying off like, where, where are you going <laughs> See, that's the building aspect, right? Because if you have that and you just fly uh, away, it's really good to have something that can also slow you down in yeah, a control yeah. way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's really, I think, where where the game shines is. Uh, or, or you can use it in a safe environment, like the dungeon levels. There, I think it's well, a really good just by itself. Calling the level with swinging axes safe is kind of maybe a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> it's safer in some ways, for sure. I mean, you can't. Yeah. Fo- can fly off into the void. I was waiting for a boulder to chase me at one point. It was like, yeah, <laughs> that's not a golf ball. No, it's not. Oh god. Um, so okay, well, I think we've got a sort of a measure of golf here, really, and to a point. But we can expand on a little bit more now. So one of the things that struck me, pun intended, about golfie was how you strike the ball. So rather than using a club of some sort and varying powers of the club you create what can only be described as like a hand-drawn catapult and it's the sound yeah. of a stretching kind of elastic band as you pull yeah. back on the on the uh on the catapult um why did you adopt that method of striking the ball well i think it's just for this game i think it's a bit more fun mm. uh in I mean, there's a general theme that, that it's a mini golf game, but we don't really conform to, you know, what you usually do in these games. Uh, and I mean, we did very early on, we, we did think about having different clubs that do different cool things and stuff like that. But um, the cards are more fun. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is also that the, there's such an array of different weird things you can do, like from, you know, teleportation to uh, you know making the ball curve and uh, double jumping and stuff like that so having the extra variable of you know having to successfully swing for instance uh, the the club in a right way i think that would just add too much complexity you could right. still get around uh, visually you know by yeah, yeah. essentially having the same system that we do but then having the graphics of the club but I think it's a bit more fun if it's it's like you're you're you as the player you're the one kind of you know pulling back on the elastic band and there's even little 
Yeah, there is. <laughs> there is. There is. Yeah, I, I just think it's fun. It's just uh, you know, uh, it's uh, the the not flappy bird. What's it called? Angry Birds thing. It's just fun kind of flinging stuff off in a in a physics-based way. Yeah. 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 Oh, if you want to play serious golf, there's a lot of other there serious is, There's everybody's <laughs> golf is one of my favorites. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm uh, not so much keen on uh, Mario's golf, like latest one. They lost their way of the sports games. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the football one is awful. Um, the cards in golf. There are little cards, but they look like sort of rom circuit boards like you're plugging yeah. them yeah uh and that's quite an interesting thing where you get little like 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 old video game carts you're plugging them in yeah like <laughs> um but um they are additive i think in terms yeah. of yeah. being the more you have of a power shot the more powerful shot you're going to be able to to trigger um if like so that's really a good example also a lob shot if you've got a couple of lobs it will go into the stratosphere if you're not careful yeah. <laughs> you will launch up into the sky and maybe just drop down again eventually <laughs> so the question i have to ask is why why did you do well, that yeah it's uh again i think it's just plain old fun that <laughs> if you if you uh, if you get three power shots on hand, you're kind of like the game is is almost telling you to be a speed devil and just really whack the ball. And it's just fun to be like, okay, some power, maybe sprinkle in a bit of power and then add some power. <laughs> and that's just <laughs> that's just fun, I think. Uh, and and it also provides a bit of depth in that, of course, you can play multiple cards with different effects, and they will kind of you know, uh, work together or sometimes against each other in some ways. Um, but the classic combo is the power and love shot, which propels you forward, but also lifts the ball, which means you can get over obstacles. And, you know, it's it's your kind of bread and butter combination of the game, uh, which which kind of works for even the late game. Uh, but yeah. um yeah, so, so I mean, uh, I think it's more fun. I mean, imagine if a power shot was just like a single state and you had another power shot and that that card would just be useless because you already have one i don't think that's a i don't think that's a great feeling as a player mm. um so I yeah i mean that's that's the, the, i have been in situations where i've said well i don't need two so i'll just use the yeah. one uh, yeah you're very, you're <laughs> sometimes close. you have to control yourself you have to uh, write it in because like i'm very close to the hole i'm gonna you know i can't ricochet it off the the crystal, because no, that never works. It usually yeah. <laughs> bounces off to somewhere else because it's got all these different facets to it, and off it goes. Yeah, but, really you tricky. Know, yeah, yeah. I also think you know the design of the cards, or mm. you know the small, uh, yeah, circuit board games yeah. you found in the old. Uh, we we really... actually call them cartridges. Yeah, yeah cartridges. Yeah, yeah. We did that for a period, but effectively they're cards, right? But yeah, they, they do look like game cartridges, yeah. and that the kind of the visual inspiration and this yeah. kind of also the narrative we wanted to have in the game which is not totally finished yet if you can say it like that right yeah. but you know we have this more like retro uh, retro gaming yeah. you know and also you have the vending machine you're hitting yes. right i mean like it's uh you know it's we ha we want to put more stuff like that into the game which we are working at yeah without spoiling anything <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah that's actually what we wanted it to look like in the start yeah and, and maybe for people who, who are not familiar with the game 
I mean, uh, it's golfy. You're, you're you're playing with a golf ball, but it's not not just your run of the mill golf ball. No, it's actually a mech. It has a little uh, screen with a face on it, and kind of some of the narrative around that is that, well, it's a little mech. It's a little robot, and and these carts or cartridges, yeah, uh, I'll refer to them as carts. They they kind of you know they plug into the reactor. Uh, which is what gives the ball these abilities. Right, um, right. For instance, if you plug in the jump card, now you can hit a key to do a jump while in midair or, or maybe a mid, mid-flight or something. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a cool narrative that's a bit different uh, while still retaining you know, everything that the whole cards kind of system gives you in terms of game design right there's a lot of things that just automatically make sense because you're using cards Mm. um, but then we're spicing it up a bit by making it kind of you know yeah and and the hp as well is batteries which also kind of works together in in that narrative if you can say most of the card names and card art are also technology related yeah (laughs) so i mean uh, yeah yeah we we like this kind of uh technology uh, stuff so we're really going with the with the robot ball theme so to say <laughs> yeah, i'll say it doesn't want the sega mega drive with the cartridges being put on top of each other yeah exactly yeah. i really want to make a, a satisfying animation of you know when you play the card it flies over and it snaps <laughs> into the reactor that's just i don't know i, I love that you could put in like you could put one of the Sonic cartridges in, and then on top of that, another one, and then <laughs> unlock a character in the other. It was, oh. yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I, I never did it because at the time I wasn't really into the, the Mega Drives, but apparently no. it, it is a thing that you can do. You get oh, that's so cool. you basically stack it on top of each other. It just becomes this ridiculous tower. I didn't know that's an actual thing, but that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you, you never have to, uh, if the cards don't work, you don't have to blow into the cartridges in this no, game. No, you don't. <laughs> or indeed. <laughs> or indeed um, <laughs> although although I do have old sort of retro stuff and uh, I don't do the blowing. I do the scientific thing of using contact cleaner. Oh. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> you just spray it with contact cleaner and you clean it and then you put it in and it works. That's how you, <laughs> That's what you were supposed to do. You know, <laughs> uh, and indeed, there's there's if you go back in there's there's back in the day there was like NES like cart cleaners. And that's all there was. It was just yeah. contact cleaner, <laughs> and yeah. it was just cleaning the contacts. That's what you're doing. Yeah. But that's that's yeah. That's all, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what when people go, oh, the stuff doesn't work. Have you got contact cleaner? Uh, no. <laughs> just get some of that. It'd be fine. And it does. It generally works. It's very. I mean, when it doesn't work is when there's um some problems like corrosion inside the cart and stuff like that but oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Like capacitors capacitors have, have blown and then it's not nice yeah well, anyway yeah. so we fixed so much yeah <laughs> that's why these why we download the roms and uh, anyway uh, <laughs> so next question then there's a lot of information in, uh, provided to the player in golfy in the form of where their ball's going to be going only so far as it doesn't tell them where exactly where it lands. It just says where it's going to go. How have you found balancing that amount of information that rather than actually telling them too much that it becomes a simple case of, you know, when you play early parts of Puzzle Bobble, when it's like got the arrows and it's got the tracer lines, you just, you're just focusing yeah. on those entirely. 
you don't want to do that in golf because then it becomes just a, an act of, you know. So how have you found telling them more or less where it's going to go without telling them where it's going to land? Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing because as you yeah. mentioned, you know, the more arrow there is, kind of, the more it just becomes a game of looking at the arrow until it's completely perfect as you yeah. want it, and then just. Yeah. I honestly don't think that's super fun, but you really want if, if you're presented with this information, you're gonna use it, right? It's yeah, just yeah. right. So that is something we tweaked a lot in the beginning. Uh, okay, so maybe quick background: what we're doing is actually. We're taking the you know the input that the the player is about to make, and we're actually simulating into the future what would happen if this input was made or if you shoot now. Yeah. Uh, and and we we there it, it, there is a perk that actually increases the time into the future that yeah. we're simulating. You can just get some RAM sticks, and then you can see further. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Three seconds, yeah. right? But, but we didn't want to make that the default experience because oh. then it 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 can become into a, a scenario where you're just pixel pushing and trying to find the exact correct angle. And with that also comes that the player inherently really trusts this arrow, but mm. we're using Unity's physics engine, which is uh, not to say that it's shoddy or anything, but it's not completely deterministic. No. And theory, you letting go of the mouse could really push it like you know a pixel to the left and that can become that can give hugely different results uh, uh i don't know a second or two down the line in the physics simulation right so if right. you trust this error completely and then the tiniest discrepancy happens then you're feeling cheated and lied to and, and this is actually a, a problem that still kind of exists in this game in that there are many factors playing into what what happens to the ball when when, when you shoot it. Yeah. Uh, so if if you're really trusting the arrow, sometimes it's just a bit off, which can in turn, you know, down the road butterfly fix style, give a completely different result, and that's just not a great feeling. But I also think it's more fun. You know where it will go to start with, but you don't know where it would end. And also, you have all the activatable cards as well, so you might do a lot of stuff where something totally different happens as right. well while right. you are flying in the air, right? Yeah. So okay. also that to be taken into account, right? I mean, yeah. like the shot only takes care for for the basic cards like power shot and up shot. But if you choose to use the jetpack while you're in the air, it's kind of you know mm. you already there. You go another way, then maybe the the arrow would show you right. I, yeah, I, and I thought it was yeah. really well designed. I, I, that's why I've highlighted it because I think even the game admits in the text it says we're not seven point five percent certain that it's going <laughs> to exactly. go yeah. over here. And I said, well, where's the 2.5%? Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think it's just a better experience when when you can kind of, you know, trust your guts and intuition in some way. And, and and you do still do that. The more you play it, you get a better intuition for where's the ball really going to land and stuff like that. Yeah, you get a feeling for the ball and, you know, for the cards. And yeah. that is much more better than just looking at an arrow. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's more fun. Well, not to dictate to people what fun is, but you know how <laughs> people have, you know, people take the the path of least resistance, right? I mean, uh, that's that's the age old thing. So but, you you want to make sure that the fun thing is also typically like the best and easiest thing to do. I think as well, it's like Spelunky or Rocket League. It's kind of mechanics based as well, right? You get a feeling for the trajectory. 
Yes. When you're playing a lot. <laughs> and, and the weight of the ball. That's very yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah, wait. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's not. You know, I mean, you're floating in an island in the middle of the sky. Come on. Yeah. Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, maybe you're in a dungeon avoiding yeah. things. Again, with the dungeon. Oh boy, maybe we need issues. <laughs> um, so, landing then. Um, landing the seemingly impossible shot is core to golf games. I've been playing them for actual decades now. And yeah. um, it's when you land that shot, it's like, how did I, how did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, you know, aiming it randomly in that direction. All of a sudden, plop, well done. <laughs> Hole in one. So what I'm going to ask you is um, how much of the design of golfy leans into that aspect of playing mini golf, of actually landing that ludicrous shot, which really should not be? How much? Because I think it's quite a lot, but I want you to expand on what you do to really, you know, get that ball into the into that hole. I mean, like, there's a thing with card games in general, right? right? You like to play the game, the cards, so that it feels good, you know, when you do the right moves, in a way, if it makes sense. So, so what I'm thinking with our games, when we have the cards, it kind of, you know... You know these things where you can fly a lot. You put a lot of lob shots. Now you're flying up, but you have this parachute so you can fall down, or you have this glider so you can cal calculate kind of, you know, and then you go into the hole and they're just, yeah, I, I just did so good, right? I mean, like this feeling is yeah. it's really, really nice to have and yeah. it creates a lot of excitement. So what we're doing in, in golfy is, I mean, in, in regular golf games, so to say, you might account for the wind and, you know, how you hit it with, with which iron and stuff like that, which is still a, an incredible amount of things to take into consideration to make that perfect shot. But uh, in golfing, we had that also kind of with all these crazy abilities uh, that kind of add a, a new aspect of things that you can calculate. And And I think it's really, and it's one of my favorite parts of the game is making that galaxy brain shot where you're just like, okay, so I'm going to, teleport here to shoot from a different vantage point then i'm gonna curve into this portal which teleports my ball this place but then i'm gonna have too much power so i'll uh, also play a sticky paste card which makes the ball just stick to that tree instead yeah. of bounce off it and into the void and stuff like that yeah. i think it's uh, that that's really fun and it and it feels so good when you hit those crazy shots. Uh, yeah, it's a <laughs> terrible just, plan, but it might just pull it off. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, that, that is time like hitting that ball. Just, this is a terrible plan, but I might just pull it off. Exactly. I mean, that's the story of golf. Is like, oh, yeah. we're gonna combine golf games and roguelike and deck building. It, that sounds uh, that sounds crazy, but it might just work. And <laughs> that carries over into the game design as well. It's yeah. like. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it just feels yeah. so good when 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 you pull that stuff off, and sometimes accidentally. I've seen some amazing moments from streamers uh, and, and on videos where people just have the magnetic field in the right spot. Uh, they're just falling off the map, but then the magnetic field kind of pulls them back and into the hole, and they're like brushing their shoulder <laughs> afterwards, like, "Oh yeah, that's oh, what I, I totally mean. meant to do that." Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, that's yeah, totally that's, calculated. <laughs> so I calculated all the you know trajectories and like the the, the yeah. motion sure. and you know I just it's going to be there the distance between the magnet. Of course, of course. <laughs> all these I mean, why, why wouldn't a golf ball be magnetic? Why 
<laughs> so I mean, I guess to sum it up, we try to really lean into that because it's it's uh, such a cool feeling, and we try to make cards that that are fun and different <clears throat> that you can use in in these crazy ways. So that rather than just aligning the shot correctly at the beginning, mm. you can also interact with the shot after you've shot. So yeah, you yeah, can yeah. You know, jump an extra time or boost in some other direction, right? Or slow it down at a specific point when you want, mm. which I think adds a new level of interactivity to, to golf games, where usually when you've shot, you're just waiting for it to land, hopefully in the hole, but or maybe just a, at a place where you can put it in or something. Uh, so it's a bit more interactive all the way, which which I personally really enjoy. Yeah, this is why I have on the show, because I was immediately drawn to it. I, I, I need to talk to these people, because it's very, very interesting. And yeah. uh, I've been playing it a lot on my... Uh, in fact, it's the primary reason why my battery keeps on going flat on the Steam Deck. Come on, <laughs> Valve. What is it with the batteries of those things? Sorry. Um, but uh, no, so... Golfy was developed by TryHard Studios. Lovely name. Where did the name of the studio come from, TryHard? Oh, it's actually a longer story. But after the university, I made yeah. a cafe, which was a board game console and esport cafe. And yeah. uh, we named it TryHard Cafe. But uh, after some years, the, the cafe didn't uh, work out. But, uh, you know, we still had the name TryHard. And we were like, okay, yeah. we will move into a game studio. So that's kind of kind of it. <laughs> yeah, the, the name stuck around. Originally, it was TryHard as in three hearts, uh, you know, for console games, board oh. games, sport. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's also wordplay on TryHarding, of course. Nice. So it was just uh, yeah. gaming. We, we think it, it it has a really cool sound and uh, kind of well, you know grew attached to the name so yeah and we will uh, have to port at some time golfy to the consoles and at some time we need to make a board <laughs> game as well right yeah, yeah yeah dexterity board game all the way it's gonna happen <laughs> it's gonna have, i like those yeah. a lot of people don't but i do you get those flicking ones where you're just flicking th- anyway um <laughs> they're great um but it's published by Yogscast, i understand which is lovely yeah and uh, can you tell us what platforms that golf is available on so right now we're uh, on steam early access yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty recently released uh just a month ago or something yeah uh, so we're, we're gonna come out with a version 1.0 uh, later on steam but yeah. we are looking to and hearing uh, people's feedback, uh, the yeah. desire to get it on uh, Switch and stuff like that. Uh, right now, the only planned thing is Steam, but we do have our eyes on on multiple platforms. Um, but as as you might know, you know it's a lot of work supporting several platforms, and and we're still we're still making golfy better by the day, and we have mm. so many things in the works that are, are cool and exciting that we want to do. So yeah. right now, focus is still on you know reacting to community feedback but also yeah that's why we are on early access as well right because people can be like oh this card is really good or this is too op or you know uh, so we kind of do game changes like uh, on the way as well um yeah we have a lot of awesome people in the discord server both with feedback but also bug reports it's just an amazing help and i think it's a really fun way to be developing a game uh, including the community because yeah we discuss oh this is a really nice card and then we put it out and i don't know people dislike it and you know oh it should be like this instead right i think the the feedback is so valuable it's yeah. really nice to be doing this together with all the players in a in yeah. a way right that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. And is it Windows only at the moment? I can't remember. Yeah, it's Windows only right now, uh, simply because last time I tried to <laughs> upload a Mac build, <laughs> it just wouldn't nice to build like, uh, on Steam. I think it's just me messing up something. But That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I have to ask that question because we've got a lot of – I mean, my, my laptop's a Mac because it can – Yeah, take, yeah. You know, I, listeners will know I hear this say this all the time, but that thing can take a bullet and still work. <laughs> <It's> just, yeah. <laughs> So I, I have a Mac as well, uh, not the main development machine. No, it's it not. It's just your years. side machine, right? It's just like it's just. Yeah. <laughs> but it was my main development machine for so many years during university and right. up until yeah. quite recently. So I, I do really have my eyes on. on but Mac then you because... grew up and got a real computer. Oh, yeah, no. but, uh, <laughs> there, goes, there goes there they go. Bye everyone. So, yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, there goes all the Mac listeners. Never mind. Um, well, so, it will be to Mac and Linux at some point as well, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, like, we want to put it out there for everyone. So, yeah. <laughs> it's one, been wonderful having you on the show, Jake yeah. and Sandra. It's been really, yeah, really been fantastic guests. Open and yeah. honest about the creation of Golfy. Uh, <laughs> you're more than welcome to come back to chat about what's next cooking your brains because I know there's something. It's probably something, it's probably some stick post-it note on the fridge right now and yes. some, I don't know, some grand sort of like 3D lands, like world building thing. I don't know what it is. You won't expect it. Yeah, we won't expect it. It, it doesn't know what it is. That's how amazing it is. But whatever it is, you're more than welcome to come back to chat about it because we'll be here. We've we'll, we'll been in nine years, so we'll probably be for another two or three. Yeah. When, when you're not going to stop tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, but in the meantime, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been our pleasure. It's yeah. been really nice thanks, chatting. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It's uh, always a great time. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Cane and Rinse for early, extended and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, canerinse.com. Thank you.